It's time for You and Your Money, as we're joined by Michael Baum, Vice President and Associate Financial Advisor at Weiss, Hale, and Zahansky Strategic Wealth Advisors. We had him on for the first time a month ago. Well, Michael, welcome back to the show this morning. Hey, thanks, Wayne. I'm happy to be here this morning. Well, I know that we've now got the highest inflation rate we've had in 40 years, but that's not the only thing that's rising. Interest rates are, too, and the effects of that are actually causing some people to alter some major life purchases and plans. We'll hear more about that and your tips on what people can do as we talk today about what to do if interest rate hikes are impacting your major purchases and life events. But as we always do on our monthly You and Your Money programs, we update things on what's going on in the markets here in August of 2022. Yeah, Wayne, uh, there's there's no denying that we had a really, really bad first half uh, of 2022. Um, but July saw the best month in the market since November of 2020, and fixed income was also quite strong in July. And the major driver of that was the Federal Reserve continuing to increase rates. We had a second three-quarters of a percentage rate hike um, in late July, and the impact of that is, is really um, an expectation that inflation will be combated and that we are going to be able to see that tightening cycle kind of wind down. So the markets are anticipating that the worst of the interest rate hikes are now behind us, which has led some buying to resume. Um, The hope is that inflation may have peaked. You know, we see some signs of that with gas prices down. Um, Companies' fundamentals are still strong. They're still hiring. Business investment is healthy. Um, And so some of the risk levels are in the economy. And consumer confidence and spending has has leveled out. Um, We're seeing that sort of return a little bit. Um, A lot of companies reported higher than expected earnings in the second quarter. So there were some really positive signs um, in in July, and we're hoping that that continues. Um, The the risk, of course, is consumer confidence falling. You know, if consumers stop spending, the economy slows down. and, and then we see, you know, more signs that a recession could be possible. Um, but And by no means are we done with turbulence. We have a number of wild cards out there right now, including the, the situation in Ukraine, which could escalate at any time. We have COVID still an issue, and we could see continued surges or, you know, even worsening surges of that. Um, and inflation, you know, it still remains to be seen if these moves by the Federal Reserve will get it under control and, and get it under control quickly enough um, to prevent further market volatility. But overall, we see risk is moderating, and the fundamentals remain sound in the markets. A lot of the news analysts have used that R word in the last couple of months or so. Could you define exactly what recession means, and do you feel that we are in one or borderline in one now? It sounds like the answer is no, based on what your analysis of the current market status is. Yeah, yeah, I had a feeling you might ask, that question, Wayne, because it's been a really popular headline, and there's a lot of debate about whether or not we're currently in a recession. So there's a there's a technical definition that a lot of people throw around, which is um, which is that it's two consecutive quarters of negative real GDP growth, and that's sort of an oversimplification. Um, the, de- the the real definition of a recession looks at more factors than than just that. So um, to me, and I think the you know the the real um, technical definition is a significant decline in economic activity that is spread across the economy and that lasts more than a few months. 
And, and that's a pretty broad definition, but there's a number of real economic indicators that would be used to determine um, that that decline is happening, you know, across all facets of the economy. Some of those things are, you know, real personal income, um, the, the strength of the labor market, so the employment numbers, um, unemployment, um, you know, job openings across the economy, um, personal consumption and spending, industrial production. Um, th there's a number of factors here, and right now, uh, thankfully, while we have softness in a number of these numbers and even some negative numbers in some areas, uh, what we have is a very strong labor market and currently um, steady consumer spending. So when two of those, you know, five or six factors are not currently uh, pointing to, uh, you know, a downturn, um, that, that really is enough to prevent a true recession from being called. Uh, so, you know, if, if it's an open debate, you know, we're probably not quite there yet. The, the risk of that happening in the future is, is still there. But, um, you know, by my definition, we're not there. We're joined by Michael Baum, Vice President and Associate Financial Advisor at Weiss, Hale & Zahansky Strategic Wealth Advisors, discussing today what to do if interest rate hikes are impacting your major purchases and life event. Well, Michael, we talked early this morning about the, the inflation. What, what is actually going on with interest rates right now? Yeah, Wayne, so you mentioned at the beginning of the show inflation being at a 40-year high. And the, the main tool of the Federal Reserve to battle inflation is to raise short-term interest rates. Um, so they raised the benchmark interest rate by three-quarters of a percent again on July 27th. That's the second consecutive increase of that size, and it's the largest increase in almost 30 years. So these are major moves to try to combat inflation, and, and they're expected to continue to raise rates in the months ahead, although hopefully not uh, as, as sharply. Um, when they raise interest rates like they have been, the Fed is trying to slow down spending and bring down consumer prices. And historically, that's been really effective in bringing down inflation and normalizing the economy over the long term. But in the short term, we're all feeling the pinch, perhaps most of all millennials. Why are millennials hit so hard? Well, their buying power is being hit really, really hard at a time in life that's typically full of big purchases and major life events. So, you know, when we talk about inflation, everybody, everybody kind of knows what, what that feels like. Costs are higher than they used to be. Uh, in a short amount of time, the costs of everything sort of rise um, considerably. And with rising interest rates intended to combat that, uh, in the short term, it makes borrowing to finance big purchases much more expensive. So as a result, many in their 20s and 30s are having to delay major purchases like a car or a first home and sometimes even milestone life events like getting married or having a child. Now, I've been hearing about how economic conditions are presenting a challenge for younger adults. So what are some things they can do to try to combat the effects of the current economic situation? Well, careful planning and strategy is really the key here. Um, if you're not already working with a financial advisor, now is a great time to start because they can be extremely helpful in developing a plan that will work for your specific situation and goals. But generally speaking, the first thing you want to do is manage the short-term financial crisis. And how do they do that? Well, you've got to start by getting back to basics. So, you know, revisit your budget and see where you can cut costs. Non-essentials like dining out, vacations, and other types of discretionary spending should be the first to go. And after that, see if there's other little ways you can trim your cost of living. You know, review your grocery bill, 
Um, use some apps to track your spending. See if there's any of those subscription services you haven't used in a while. Some small things like that, they might not seem like a lot, but they can really add up uh, over time. And another option, of course, is to try to find a way to increase your income to make up for the shortfall. You know, you can always ask for a raise at work. You can look for a higher-paying job, or you can try to take on a second job. Do you get people to tell you that they've had to tap into their savings? Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's people who have tempted to tap into savings or emergency funds and you know, you, you want to avoid doing that as much as possible, and especially your retirement savings, because, you know, that's, that's money that you're putting away to replace income when you're no longer working. So tapping into that now to, to deal with a short-term uh, situation really just kind of puts you in a worse position later on. But if your budget doesn't cover your necessary costs, even after you've done all you can to cut your budget back, then you might need to consider, you know, putting a hold on your retirement savings or, or your other savings and, and just focus on, you know, meeting your core needs. Mike, you've talked about getting people involved with a financial advisor, which could actually save them money in the short and the long term as well. But for those, especially younger adults, millennials and the like, who are seeing a financial advisor for the first time, talk me through the process, how they either come into your office, maybe they meet by Zoom or by telephone, but how does that first session go, and then where does it go from there? Yeah, I mean, our, our process is really just to understand, um, you know, what your goals are and where you're trying to go, um, what you're trying to do and accomplish. So for a young person, a lot of times that might be, you know, saving for uh, a car or a house. Um, you know, obviously they're going to hopefully be saving for retirement. If there's an employer plan available, we're going to want to make sure that they're making you know, at least uh, enough of a contribution to get their employer match. So you really just want to take a look at, you know, what what does your um, your income look like? What is your capacity to save? Are you, you know, saving um, as much as you can? Are you investing, you know, smartly with the long term in mind? Um, but you know, all of all of the investment strategy always is going to align back to the plan and and what your goals are in the short intermediate and long term. So it's really a conversation to understand, you know, what what they're looking to gain out of uh, working with an advisor. And that's going to be different for every person. When people come in for that first visit, do they bring various forms of paperwork or the things you need to see to get a grasp on what direction they would be heading? Well, we, we really try to, you know, meet clients where they are. And some people are hesitant to share their information initially, and they just kind of want to have a a get-to-know-you meeting, and we're happy to do that. Um, but, you know, eventually we're probably going to want to look at some um, some statements. We're going to want to talk about the numbers and, and get an idea of, you know, how exactly we can help and, and, uh, and you know, what your, your assets look like and, and those, uh, you know, in, inflows and outflows kind of look like so we can get a sense for um, how to give you some more direction and, and help you save and invest well. And how do you plan when it comes to repeat visits? Is it an annual visit? And would that be a phone call? Would that be an in-person visit? And, and down the road, meaning how often do you update or maintain the people's financial situation and their investments? Yeah, so again, we, we always want to meet the client where they are. And, and, and um, so if they want to meet more regularly, we're happy to do that. We always meet at least annually to review the plan and, and do a kind of performance review and, and give them an idea of how their accounts have been doing. 
Um, but it's a constant you know, process to monitor both the investments and the plan. And so it, it's uh, more of a you know, personal preference whether they want to have a formal meeting more often than once a year. Um, but you know, we're always doing the work and, and keeping an eye on things and, and making the right investment decisions uh, on behalf of all of our clients. And I would bet, Michael, that you get a wide variety of people that come in, especially first-timers like we've just been talking about, of people who know what's going on with investments and people who really need some guidance. So how do you balance that? There are people who probably come in that have some answers, and there's others that come in that need the answers. Yeah, every every relationship is different. And so that's part of the you know feeling out process of getting an understanding of you know, your, your knowledge and um, comfortability with investment products and, and investment jargon. And so we definitely tailor the conversation to each client and, and we can, you know, break things down to a very basic level if, if that's, you know, where the, the client's understanding is. And, and we can talk kind of more on a higher level with certain people who may be more, a little bit more um, comfortable and knowledgeable with investments. But yeah, we, that's, that's a big part of the, the learning uh, process of meeting a new client and getting to understand how to best communicate and make sure that they're understanding what you're saying and that everything, all of the recommendations and, and education and guidance that you're providing is going to be clear and, and understandable. All right, so we've covered how to handle the short-term needs. What about achieving the longer-term goals, like buying a house, starting a business, or having a family? What can people do now to help them stay on track toward those? Yeah, it's really, really hard to push off some of those big milestones when you've been you know, really working hard to, to make those things happen. And that's where working with a financial advisor and having a really solid financial plan can do wonders. You know, one of the most important jobs of a financial advisor is to help you focus on the things that you can control to keep your budget and your saving and your investing on track to meet your goals. So a good financial plan is going to serve as a roadmap. It's going to show you exactly what steps to take to get your finances where you want them to be. And for many people, simply having that plan and being able to see progress towards the goals reins in financial stress so they don't make bad decisions in a panic. Do you have some of the people that you deal with for these short or long-term investments, short or long-term goals, that once they've got their feet wet, once they see where they're going, they feel a lot more comfortable about where they're at, where before they were sort of floundering around and not sure what direction economically they were headed? Yeah, absolutely. And, and a lot of people, I think, just accept that that's you know, part of life that they have to, they're not going to be completely confident in their finances and they're not going to have that clarity of, you know, where they're going and how they're going to get there. Um, and that can be a tremendous load off of a, off of a person to know that they're working with somebody who, um, you know, who understands, you know, the ins and outs of, of the markets and understands what their needs are and, and how to get there. You know, in some ways you can kind of offload that, that stress to your advisor and, and just know that it's being taken care of and, and being monitored. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just a tremendous uh, load off for a lot of people. I've seen that firsthand, uh, the relief that people feel when they hear that they're on track and they're doing well and that they just need to keep doing what they're doing, you know, keep working, keep saving. 
Michael Baum, this is the first time we've had you on solo here in the morning. We had you on with the other three strategic wealth advisors from Weiss, Hale, and Zahansky last month. But just like a little bit of a background on you and uh, what it was that got you into this field in the first place. Yeah, sure, Wayne. So I um, I'm, I grew up in this area. I grew up in Brooklyn. Uh, my, my family lives in the Pomfret area. I live in Woodstock now. Uh, so I was uh, working up in Boston for about 15 years in the industry, doing financial planning, consulting with financial advisors in the field, and helping them come up with financial planning solutions for their clients. Um, and, you know, over time, I was just starting to realize that I didn't get to work with the end client. I was working for advisors and with advisors, but not actually seeing the impact of the work that I was doing on the individual client. So that was, you know, a little less fulfilling than what I wanted. Um, and I moved back to this area a couple years ago, and the opportunity with Weiss, Hale, and Zahansky presented itself, and, you know, it was just kind of a perfect time and perfect fit for me to make the jump to working with clients um, and, you know, a much more fulfilling process for me to be putting my, you know, knowledge and education to work with clients and seeing their success in their financial plans firsthand. Is being a financial advisor in your DNA, by that I mean, was it something you might have gotten from one or both of your parents that pointed you in this direction? Oh, um, well, neither of them are in this field, um, but I would say, um, you know, I, I think both my parents are, are um, very organized and, and goal-driven, and I think I definitely picked up on some of that. Um, so I, I think those are two traits that really help in this field and, and um, being able to, you know, help your clients think that way and see that way um, is, is really helpful to, you know, accomplishing goals. So um, not, not directly in my DNA, but I'm sure I picked up some, some traits from them that have made this a good path for me. A topic of the program today is what to do if interest rate hikes are impacting your major purchases and life events. Well, obviously, if you're paying an installment, you're going to wind up paying higher interest now. If possible, would you advise people to just pay things off in cash and skip the higher interest rates? Yeah, when it comes to uh, certain types of debt, you know, your, your, your uh, high interest credit card debt or an adjustable rate mortgage, you know, th these interest rate hikes are, are certainly going to make your payments higher than they were before. And so it's definitely, it's definitely a good idea to temporarily divert some funds that you might otherwise allocate to savings or retirement to pay down that debt because it's just going to get away from you a little more quickly than it would have with these higher interest rates. Well, having a plan so important in so many different situations, including our current situation, is one of the messages to your clients and to our radio listeners this morning. This is not the first time we've had a volatile economy, and it won't be the last. Exactly, Wayne. So any strategy that you've developed with a financial advisor should already take into account that there will be transition periods in the economy and in the markets. So, you know, check on your portfolio frequently, work with your financial advisor to adjust your plan to one that can keep you on solid footing now while still paving the way uh, for you to achieve those big goals in the future. And if you have any questions about inflation or interest rates and how they're affecting your progress towards reaching your financial goals, please reach out to us at Weiss, Hale & Zahansky. We're always here to help put things into perspective, and our plan well, invest well, live well strategic process can help put you on the path to where you want to be. 
Excellent. Thanks for the good information today, Mike. Of course. Thanks for having me, Wayne. Have a great day. Michael Baum, Vice President and Associate Financial Advisor at Weiss, Hale, and Zahansky Strategic Wealth Advisors. They offer securities and advisory services through Commonwealth Financial Network, member FINRA SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Fixed insurance products and services offered through CES Insurance Agency. They practice at 697 Pomfret Street, Pomfret Center, Connecticut, 06259. The phone number is 860-928-2341. Weiss, Hale, and Zahansky Strategic Wealth Advisors do not provide legal or tax advice the Tenured Financial Services team strives to support clients in achieving their financial life goals. For more information regarding wealth management and customized financial planning with Weiss, Hale, and Zahansky Strategic Wealth Advisors, visit whzwealth.com. 14 WILI, Willimannick and 95.3 FM.